You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Welcome back to Foreign Toe Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 29. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I got to speak with two formerly homeschooled kids who have become adults and are now in college. And I'm going to continue that conversation today with yet another adult who was a homeschool kid. I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Natalie Smith. She's a fellow podcaster that I met through their Twitter account for their podcast called Not Suitable for Adults. If you are a fan of my podcast, go check out Natalie's podcast, Not Suitable for Adults. She and her husband, Rich, discuss children's TV shows and movies, and they give their honest opinion for parents so that you don't have to be bored watching your children's shows. It's really refreshing, pretty fun, and I've really enjoyed following their podcast. Natalie and I have connected Uh, over the internet. And we tried to have her and her husband on our movie podcast. My husband and I have a movie podcast as well called Movies That Molded Me. We tried to have Natalie and her husband Rich on our show, but there were so many technical difficulties. The episode never got released, sadly. However, it did give me an opportunity to get to know Natalie a little bit better via Zoom calls. She had mentioned that if I ever wanted to interview people who had been homeschooled, she would be more than happy to be on my show. So I took her up on it and gave her a call. And the following is our conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation that I had with Natalie Smith from Not Suitable for Adults. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Foreign Toe Podcast. It's Elizabeth with you. And today I have a podcast friend with me. Welcome to Natalie from the Not For Adults podcast. Wait, did I say that right? Yes, Not Suitable For Adults. I knew I said it wrong. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) All good. So I found Not Suitable For Adults as a result of being on the movies that molded me podcast with some of the guys from Fade to Gray Network. This is a movie show and we uh, opened up a Twitter page not long ago. Well, I feel like it was not long ago, but it was like January. So it's we've known each other for five months. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Such fast, long friends. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and I started following a bunch of people that were into movie podcasts or television podcasts and I found Natalie and her husband Rich have a show have their show and they review kids movies and kids TV shows Natalie tell me about your show I think my audience would absolutely love your show yeah um yeah so we're not suitable for adults and we just we have a four-year-old so we have been through many many kids tv shows and movies been forced to watch these (laughs) things and we've just decided hey let's talk about them like we usually talk we usually make fun of them a little bit sometimes or usually we're like oh that was adorable or something like that we're like let's just do that into mics and (laughs) record ourselves doing it so um i think we're 23 or 24 
24 episodes in. So, um, and yeah, people actually seem to enjoy us just rambling about these kids' shows. But it's from our perspective as parents that have to watch these shows. So yeah, we have fun with it. Yeah. If you're a parent, you will appreciate this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we um, we tried to have them on our movies that molded me, but we had so many technical issues. It didn't end up working out, which was sad for me. But um, I thought I know. we need to try so again. I, we do. We do. <laughs> we haven't we haven't actually done a movies that molded me uh, podcast since about that time. I think you guys were some of the last people we interviewed. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> We got distracted with all the other shows that we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but but yeah, if um, if you're one of my listeners, go check out their show, and we'll I'll make sure to put links in my show notes, and then uh, we'll mention it again at the end of the show. But great, my my podcast though is Foreign Toe Podcast, so it's about homeschooling. So why would I have Natalie on <laughs> when she's a uh, talks about movies? Well. She had mentioned on one of her previous shows. Do you remember which episode number it was? Um, uh, It was a couple back. So maybe 22, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Somewhere in there. <laughs> um, look for the one about uh, Smallfoot. It was that yes. episode. Yes, it was uh, that one. <laughs> it was a Smallfoot episode. Because you had recommended um, it to me. Yes. Um, she had mentioned, Natalie had mentioned, hey, I'm, I was a homeschool kid and would love to talk with you about having been homeschooled. And so I'm on this kick right now where I want to talk to people like us, because I'm part of that demographic, I guess it's called, um, people who were homeschooled as kids, but are now adults. And so, yeah, you're the third person now that I've had a chance to talk with. So tell me, Natalie, how many years were you homeschooled as a child? Yeah, I, um, let's see, my mom pulled me out of school. So I went to school during, let's see, so I went kindergarten first, second, and half of third. She pulled me out of school at the Christmas break of my third grade Mm -hmm. year, and then she homeschooled me all through high school. So it was third grade all the way up through high school before, and then um, I went to college. So yeah, it was... I don't know how many years that is. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of years. Um, 12 minus three and a half. Yeah. So nine-ish yeah. years. <laughs> um, and she um, has done the same. Uh, my brother, I have a brother that's two years younger than me. So she pulled him out when he was in his first grade year and okay. did the same thing. And then I have another brother that is actually um, 11 years younger than me. And oh, he wow. has been homeschooled his entire school. Um, he's in college now, but, um, okay. but yeah, so we, um, we just had like a few years of public school before yeah. she pulled us out. So she pulled both of you out at the same time. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. She's very brave. Very brave woman. Yes. <laughs> My mom did this, pulled me out. Uh, well, I went through kindergarten and all of first grade. And when we I went into second grade is when I started being a homeschool kid. My sister was in kindergarten that year. And my mom didn't think she could teach me her first year, me being in second grade, and then her second daughter, my sister, right. being in kindergarten at the same time. So she put Christina into school. 
Um, she laughs at herself now and <laughs> says that was silly. <laughs> but for her at the time, I, I kind of get it. I get why she would do it that way, especially since she wasn't sure she could do it. But, I know. It's scary. I'm sure it's scary to, you know, I'm not at that point yet in my life right. and I'm not even sure, you know, what we're going to do with Cora, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm sure that's scary to have a kid, have multiple kids in school and decide let's try this and then yeah. pull them yeah. all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. Do you happen to know what style or approach your mom took with homeschooling? Did she have like a I, like a boxed curriculum like a Becca that you would like everything was right there that she planned out or did she pick and choose? Yeah. So she, um, she did a lot of researching and she did a pick and choose kind of method. Um, she would research what's best in this particular subject. And then she would do, um, the company that did that best. So like we did, uh, for math, we did Saxon math. Mm-hmm. And then we also did stuff from Abeka. We did stuff from, I, I called her and had, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can you tell me what we did? And like, I wrote it down. Um, uh, stuff from Abeka, stuff from, um, Bob Jones. Um, okay. Let me see. Let me pull up. She had another text that she sent me. Um, some stuff from Sunlight Curriculum. Um, Apologia in Science. Is that how you say it? Apologia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it is. she yeah. she That's did a around. lot. Yeah. She did a lot of kind of pick and choose from different companies to just for related on uh, by subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you remember of? of those, uh, of your approach to learning? Cause I, I think through like, everybody learns in different ways. And from my experience and everybody remembers certain things that like really stand out. And are there, were there, was there like a moment or a subject or a lesson that your mom taught you throughout the course of your, um, uh, homeschool time that you're like, Oh man, I remember when my mom taught me this and I won't forget it because of this. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of self-study and self-taught things, which I remember as being extremely beneficial for when I ended up, you know, going to college later and stuff like that. I was able to study on my own. I didn't need somebody pointing out specific things, but I was never awesome at math. And my mom is not awesome at math. (laughs) So, um, something I do remember is we always, we had a struggle. We struggled a lot when it came to higher level maths, like algebra and calculus and stuff like that. That was always a struggle, but I still remember how to, you know, add fractions. (laughs) You know, a lot of people don't, or multiply fractions, you know, because my mom, um, and I get this from her now as an adult, as a kid, I was just like, this is driving me insane, but she would do step by step. Like she would write it out on a piece of paper so that she could understand Mm -hmm. it along with teaching me. And now I do that same thing. If I'm trying to figure something out, I'll go step by step by step. Um, yeah. 
So that's something I really remember is when we had these struggles that um, we would kind of find solutions together, but also a lot of times it was, we would end up crying out of frustration, just both of us yeah. sitting. I remember sitting on that bench at the dining room table and both of us were just like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah. and, uh, but, um, she also got those, um, the Saxon computer uh, discs that we would put oh. in and it was like a tutor and he would, okay. yeah. So I'm, I know that's like, that's dating me a bit, but that's, it does. Yeah. It means you're younger than me. Cause they didn't have that when I was doing Saxon math. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, so. I know you were trying to say you're old, but hey, no, that that just, I guess I was more high tech (laughs) with my computer discs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, um, she pulled me out. So the 24 years ago, I guess. So that's seems like a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. So, okay. You mentioned, you mentioned feeling frustrated. Well, okay. I have two questions out of that, what you just said. Sure. First, um, when, how did the process, do you remember the process of your mom having like times where she's sitting down with you the process from when she was more hands-on with your learning to when you became a more independent study, uh, student how what did that process look like at what point were you really just on your own your mom just gave you the list and said this has to be done here do you remember kind of like the time frame yeah um not specifically but I feel like more like in high school I was doing most everything on my own um the elementary middle school years I think she did a little more hands-on Um, but yeah, she just give me, we just had a schedule for the week and what each subject, um, was, uh, expected of us in each subject and I get up and I just do it. And that's one of the differences between my brother and I, because I would get up and I get that stuff done and I'd be free (laughs) for the rest of the day. Like that's, that was it. And then my brother would sleep in and then he'd get up and he'd look out the window for a little while. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's just how different we were. And I was like already being able to have my TV time, you know, and he's like down doing his math. Like, why is Natalie getting to watch TV? I was like, cause I did my schoolwork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think it was just a little bit more in those older grades that she kind of gave me the reins more. Mm -hmm. In the state that you were homeschooled in, were you able to get a high school diploma or do you just have like completion certificate or a GED? Um, I think I got a diploma. Um, We were under an umbrella school, um, Gateway Christian Umbrella School. and they sent me a diploma. I feel like I remember. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think it was a diploma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think the idea of an umbrella school is um, something that's unique to specific states because we don't have that here in Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Yeah. We're, we're in Tennessee. So I think, okay. I think that was, um, 
highly recommended if not required um, yeah. because she would send in our grades every uh, semester and okay. uh, so that we would get credits towards graduating high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So then my, my second question from what you had said earlier, um, gaps, do you see gaps in your education and how did you approach those either filling the gaps or just ignoring the gaps um, uh, in your education now that as you went into college and are an adult now? Mm-hmm. Um, are, do you just mean so gaps in just something that I probably would have learned in school, but I may not have? Yeah, either way, either you might have learned it in a brick and mortar school, but or okay. maybe you just feel like you didn't learn it and you feel like you needed it. Yes. Um, writing uh, papers was... Okay something that, um, I mean, I was the first kid to be homeschooled. So, um, I think I was a lot of, it sounds bad, but the Guinea pig, um, sure. No. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, that's (laughs) just how it is. Um, so when I went to college, I had no practice writing papers, um, citing sources, stuff like that. And, um, I felt lost, um, my, especially my first semester at college, I feel like that was a large gap. Um, but it, they, I told my parents that I was like, Hey, Ben needs to know this. Hey, Jed needs to know this. And they were able to build on (laughs) my knowledge (laughs) of what needed to happen so that they could better prepare my brothers for it. Um, So I feel like that was kind of the biggest gap that I realized when I went to college. Um, I don't know if there were any more that I felt like specifically I uh, was missing out on. Yeah. So let's talk about the transition from homeschool to college. You mentioned your gaps. How do you feel that homeschooling prepared you for college? Yeah, I mentioned before that I was able to just be able to study myself, um, uh, teach myself. I, you give me a textbook and I will figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really need, um, someone up at a whiteboard, you know, drawing out each step. I was able to figure it out just, um, myself. And I felt like that was a, um, a big leg up. I felt like then some of the, other freshmen going into college at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, that's been some years ago. So, you know, who knows what kids are learning in school these days? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're doing a lot more self-study. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I felt like I was well-equipped to, you know, do my homework. Um you know, get my assignments done by the time they're due, stuff like that. I, I, but I'm also extremely a type A personality. So, yeah. (laughs) So then I guess, uh, okay. Another question along with that transition, the big question, at least seems to be Mm -hmm. to me, socialization and this, this, and in my opinion, ambiguous term of what's to be socialized means when you went from high school to college, did you notice a big socialization gap? 
How did you deal with it? What did you feel like you missed out on? And what do you feel like you did not miss out on? Yeah. Um, I felt, I, I feel like I felt a little bit of that gap. Um, and I don't know if it was just going from a homeschool to a school atmosphere or going from a small town to a city because, you know, I was raised in a small town and then I went to Nashville for college. Um, That's a jump. Yeah, that's a big jump. Um, Socialization, I feel like when I'm looking back on it now, I was fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I think at the time I felt like, I felt maybe a little deprived. Um, In what way? Yeah, I was seeing some friends going um, to dances um, or uh, going on field trips, you know, on a bus, like, (laughs) um, (laughs) or, you know, just having a lot of friends. I guess. Um, and my friends were primarily at church, um, Mm -hmm. because that was back before homeschooling became really acceptable. Um, so we stayed at home a lot. My mom, I mean, this was, you know, over 20 years ago, my mom was afraid of truancy laws. Um, Mm she kept all of her documentation with her all the time um, just in case somebody stopped us when we were out at Walmart and said, why aren't these kids in school? You know, and she had people doing that. Um, Wow. She had, and when she would say they're homeschooled, she would have people say, do you know all the requirements that you're supposed to? Yeah. She would have people call her out in public. And um, she, we were, I feel like she lived in that kind of fear um, for a good while. And, um, you know, she was even under a a legal company that she would pay towards. um, Mm -hmm. HSLDA? I I don't know what it's called. Um, Okay, that's all right. (laughs) Actually, she might have sent it to me. Uh, Homeschool Legal Defense. Yep. HSLDA. Is that what it is? Okay. Um, Yeah. 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 She kept, you know, all that documentation with her and everything. So um, I think we had to grow into being more social. Um, Mm -hmm. When it was starting to be a little more accepted as I was getting older, we were doing more things like co-ops and stuff like that. And my brother, my youngest brother did more of that type stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. At the time, it was so small. Our co-op was so small because nobody was really, you know, doing this homeschool thing. Were the homeschooling laws still being developed when you were homeschooled yourself? Not 100% on all of like when the homeschool laws and stuff were happening. Yeah, so I feel like that went in a lot to your social socialization question. Sure, absolutely. Is um, it, we were very much, I think, limited, and that's in quotes because we had a great church and um, a great youth group and everything like that, amazing. But we were quote limited to that mm-hmm. group of people. When now, you know, I'll go. Um, I where was I? I think I was at a park 
and a ton of kids were just running. It looked like a field day. And I was like, Hey, what school are you guys a part of? And they were like, Oh, we're a homeschool group. And I was like, what? Like there's so many of you. (laughs) And that's not what I grew up with. Um, I grew up with, um, either kids. I, I, I didn't have many kids my particular age they were Mm -hmm. either older than me or younger than me so I feel like that was good in a way for my socialization I was able to make friends with all ages instead of just being in my one particular grade um, Mm -hmm. or age group Um, so I think that helped me through um, into adulthood, that part. But definitely when I went to college, I, I there, it was a bit of a learning curve. Um, I have to, yeah, I have to admit it was, there was a learning curve because I, um, I did become more social through high school, but I was still in my pretty small group um, at the time. So then my eyes were opened and there's, so many people and you talk, you talk one way to one person and one way to another person. And, you know, I had to kind of figure that out, but, um, I mean, obviously I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Do you think your personality is more extroverted, introverted, or ambivert, ambivert, omnivert? Are you a little mix of both? I'm a little mix of both, I think. I think okay. I'm a I think I'm a little closer to the extroverted side of it. Um but I was not in high school and my first part of college I was extremely introverted. I had to gain that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of on this little ex- thought experiment. It's going to take me a while to come up with my findings, but uh-huh. <laughs> I I want I kind of want to I want to keep asking people who were homeschooled and are now adults what their personality mm-hmm. was like pre or while they were being homeschooled to now. I'm still looking for an extrovert. Uh, I haven't found one yet. Most of them have turned out to be like us, because I feel like you and I are the same. Yeah, <laughs> tend to be a, uh, a little bit of both, but more on the extroverted yeah. side. Um, and once we get, got confident in who we were as adults, it kind of just became our. Yeah, <laughs> I changed exactly. I changed so much from my high school into my college. I that was a complete yeah. change for me. Yeah, I, um, yeah. but I had to learn how to talk to people. And yeah, (laughs) I mean, I guess everybody does though. So (laughs) yeah, it's true. It is true. So your college experience, what did you, um, what did you graduate with? What was your end result of the college experience? Yeah, I, um, graduated with a teaching degree. Um, I did, uh, elementary education, um, and I realized in my last semester of um, student teaching or my last placement of student teaching that I did not want to teach. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, And I had a little bit of a um, existential crisis. (laughs) um, Yeah. um, I ended up dropping out of student teaching and I did graduate with a non-licensed teaching degree or a non-licensed education degree. Um, 
so yeah, so I, um, that was a strange time and something I really had to figure out in my life. Um, um, but a lot of people were like, thank you for figuring it out before you were a teacher. (laughs) Because a lot of teachers go in in their first year and they're like, I don't really want to do this, but they have their own class. And, um, so, uh, I think a lot of grace has to be given for people that are in college and decide to change their minds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh gosh. I think so. So did you end up going back to college for something that you'd want to do or you just kind of put that on a back burner for now? No, that's on a back burner. I would, I love school though. And I don't know if that comes from homeschooling or not. Um, I love school. I love studying and learning things. Um, I would love to look more into psychology. I'm I'm obsessed with um, personality traits and the Enneagram numbers and all that (laughs) stuff. I just think it's so fascinating. And I had an amazing intro to psychology teacher when I went to college that really kind of sparked that a little bit in me. But um, at the time I was like, no, I'm going to be a teacher. What do you, what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um I do now. I teach um, for uh, VIP kid. I teach, uh, yeah, I teach Chinese uh, kids English right now. I just recently started that and I'm loving it. So, so for not wanting to be a teacher, now she wants to be a teacher, but with psychology and teaching Chinese kids. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You just gotta. You're confusing me. It's an, uh, my life is an ebb and flow. I tell you what. I never know what I'm going to do the next day. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Okay. So I have another question with that then. If you're into Enneagram, what's your number? A one. Um, Oh, really? uh, Yes. I'm a one with a very strong two wing. Um, So I'm extremely structured and I like the way my everything is and I like to have a plan but um I'm also a very I'm a mom and I've always been wanted to take care of people so um Mm -hmm. strong two wing (laughs) goes along with that yeah okay yeah I'm a nine with a one wing Mm -hmm. and then and then there's a third number I think it's a five I think there was something with another number on the opposite side of the circle I can't remember what it was but anyway you're the peacemaker I know I'm a nine the yep, peacemaker. That's, that's what my dad is. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> you, your daughter's four. She just turned four. Uh, yes. Right? No, wait. Yes, yeah, in she March. Just turned four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I knew she had a birthday yeah. so recently. <laughs> Good work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, um, so you haven't quite gotten to the point where you're discussing homeschooling, but do you think with your experience that you would homeschool or with all the things that you have going on in your life, it's just it's just not the right fit for your family. What do you think? That's a question that I ponder a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Cora says to people, when I turn five, I'm going to be able to chew bubble gum and go to school. (laughs) Oh, okay then. (laughs) 
So she, <laughs> I don't know what the bubblegum thing came from. I really don't. But the things kids get in their head. Um, but she seems really excited to be able to go to school when she's old enough. Mm. I think we will try. Um, I think we'll try that. Um, and we have yeah. some good schools around us. We're in Nashville. We have some really good schools around us. Um, and um, I just, I think that we're going to try school first and yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the options are always open. And yeah, and that's I, that's the thing. I think we all have to think through what works best for our families and what works best for our kids. And public school will be best for some people. Right. And homeschooling will be best for others. And yeah, right. I think that's great. Yeah. And I'm always encouraged to by what we were talking about, like homeschooling these days is not what it was like when you and I were homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many more opportunities I feel like for homeschool kids now yeah. than there were then. So I know if I was to end up homeschooling her, that she would have, you know, a lot of uh, opportunities, a lot of people she could get to know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think, yeah, I mean, having like you say, having been who we were, homeschool kids, and and me as a homeschool mom now too, the opportunities are crazy crazy different from then to now Mm -hmm. and and this pandemic is only changing things even more like parents are getting a chance to see oh i could do this i mean some parents are like right obviously they're going this is not for me but right which is great yeah (laughs) yeah but i seriously i'm seeing an influx of people going this is right for me i want to do this how do i do this yeah yeah some people are realizing they have this ability that they didn't realize they had before and that's amazing and some people are um being able to look at you homeschool moms and go like you are superheroes like (laughs) yeah confirming the thought in the back of their mind that this was not right (laughs) right yeah but they're seeing like this isn't easy this is something that um that you know uh takes a lot of work it's not just kids sitting around doing nothing all day it's it's work mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's true all right natalie thank you so much for being on the show how can my followers find you yeah we are basically everywhere at not for adults cast and it's the number four so n-o-t the number four adults cast um rich is super good about doing the twitter thing um he's amazing yeah (laughs) i don't do the twitter (laughs) thing he he's i mean we're almost to a thousand followers on twitter get over that that's just incredible it's insane um (laughs) And so they can find us there. We are hosted by Spreaker, um, but we are also on Google Play, iTunes, all that good stuff. Check them out if you are a parent, which I'm assuming having, that you're listening to this Why podcast. are you listening to this? <laughs> why, <laughs> why are you listening to my show if you are not a parent? No, it's okay. Actually, yeah. I, know, I know one person that is. Seth, this is for you, Seth. I know you're listening. <laughs> 
Hey, Seth, I don't know you, but (laughs) you should also listen to Not Suitable for Adults because it's good. You should. should. (laughs) All right. So you got guys go look uh, look up uh, Not Suitable for Adults and then follow follow them on all the socials. Um, I'll put links to all of their socials in the show notes if you guys want to go check that out. And yeah, Natalie, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. I had fun. (laughs) Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you so much to Natalie for being on my show. I hope, listeners, that you really enjoyed it. If you did, please go over to all social media platforms and find Not Suitable for Adults and give them a like and a subscribe. Listen to their show. You will really enjoy it. I will be sure to put a link to their show in the podcast notes. I will also be sure to tag all of their social medias as well so you can find them. As always, this show is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. If you would like to join the crew who supports our show, please go to patreon.com backslash foreign toe podcast and become a sponsor. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast that you, as you're listening to it here. Leave me a review while you're at it and let me know what you guys think. Your reviews help other homeschool parents find my show and hopefully it will help encourage other people on their homeschool journeys as well. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at 4 Podcast and on Twitter at 4 Pod. You guys have a great homeschooling week. And remember, Mama, you've got this. 